Welcome everyone to the Precision Unloaded podcast, episode 54. Uh, this week we're talking about the Speed versus Precision 22LR shoot that was held um, last weekend. And with us tonight are your regular hosts, myself, Mark, and Graham. How are you, Graham? I'm good, Mark. And the man with all the money, Jeff, uh, is back, our regular contributor and guest, the Sam Bankman Freed of. Uh, Precision 22 shooting. How are you? I'm good. I have no idea what that reference is, so I'll, I'll hope That's right. just pretend it's good. Graham's the Anthony Fauci of 22 shooting, so there, that'll, that'll sort that out. If anyone knows, they can let, let us know. <clears throat> anyway, you obviously didn't have money in FTX that collapsed. Uh, yeah, no. Okay. The, the first part of that sentence, have money, so no. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Uh, as we've talked previously prior to starting the podcast, um, no one's been up to much outside of the competition last weekend, so we'll bypass that segment, Graham. Yeah, I don't think we want to. Don't need to talk about farming and uh, me pretending no. to have an engineering day job. The weather's been shit, and the field days are on. There you go. Yeah, shit. No one cares about. Anyway, I went, so... the, I went, I went to the field days today, though. I Did must you? Say. Yeah. What'd you buy? I went there, got there at eight o'clock, and left at ten o'clock. Did a lap. Oh, out of there. <laughs> was there Gun City there, or are they banned now? That... Uh, I didn't really have a close... I did run into the optic people who sell Pulsar thermals. Yep. Um, who's that? Anyway, those guys. So I had a yarn to them. Oh, oh Mark, those. how are you? Come in no, and have a coffee. Just, <laughs> just talking about one of their new scopes, now it's having um, shutting down under recoil issues. So the one that's called the Talion, it's a shorter... Uh, doesn't it looks a bit more like a um, what are those things? An ACOG, a long ACOG sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so the same problem I was having with my scope, but I was just sort of quizzing them on what's coming out next, and they said we don't know. The Lithuanians don't tell us a lot. So. Yes. Okay, yeah. that's um worth the anyway, trip. Anyway, that was break. yeah. Um, talked to some people about a digger hitch, and that was really interesting. So. Um, but anyway, back to more serious matters. Uh, the speed versus position twin to R match. Um, so I want you, Graham, to briefly explain to people who weren't there what it's about. Uh, so this is this is the third round of the um, twenty two series uh, put together by GPRE and TLRS. That, that being us. Um, uh, yeah, third third uh, one before the final, which is in January. So this one was. Uh, a faster pace match, more targets, um, short times, that kind of thing, with the idea of giving the slight advantage to the semis, especially in some of the stages, whereas some of the previous matches, the first match was quite prop heavy, second one was a bit more unsupported and, um, uh, you know, sling-supported stuff, etc. So the idea was um, this one to be a bit faster. Um, a lot of... Ooh, how do you explain it? Um quite a few different challenges in this one um which we'll cover um but yeah so this one was hosted by organized and hosted by gpre um, rather than us and um it, well as it turned out as we didn't um, doubt it was an excellent event awesome stages um you're challenging a big variety of challenging different i'm gonna see how many times i can say challenging uh, a bunch of different things you had to get done and um different skill sets tested um but yeah so 22s, I think the max target was like 170 metres, so nothing 
particularly long range. Um, it was more focused on shooting fast and um, target acquisition, um, finding targets in some cases. Yeah. So that's that's the event, and that's obviously that's part of the series. So we'll talk about quickly. Most people know uh, the rifle I'm shooting, shooting the Voodoo. So there's not a lot to talk about there. But Mark, you swap rifles more than you do. Um, oh, it's a giant shoots. fat, giant big fat letdown, Graham. What? All this talk about speed versus position, and and there's a measly eight semi-autos amongst twenty other bolt action rifles so obviously no one's got more money than sense and swap rifles did they well the idea isn't that people buy new guns well that's what i thought you were crapping on about so, if, so if, <laughs> okay. for someone who worked in a bank you're not very good with numbers so if, if we had say like let's say we had 30 competitors we did we have 30 old competitors in um, rifleman class at each event and roughly a third of them run semi-automatics and we have three events then you get one event that is slightly more styled towards them, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I just would have thought more based on the whatever, more people would have turned up with semi-autos. Well, you saw last year someone pretty much won it with a stock standard semi-auto. Yeah. Um, well, there was, a, there, was a, there was definitely one rifle built specifically for the event, which nearly won it. Um I yep. was going to with the ten twenty two, but that ended up not being a good idea. Can you... Anyway, so well, let's do the okay. So back to what so I had um, the rigged competition ten twenty two. So the factory one, basically, it's um, had a few upgrades. Got a BX trigger, um, sixteen inch barrel, fabulous radial muzzle brake to retain the recoil, um, and still had basically the two to twelve power BDX. Sig Sour Scope, um, which I had on at the Steel Storm shoot, so I didn't basically change it from there, which I, I shot okay there. So, uh, and a floppy, fabulous Magpul bipod stuck on the front of it, and um, a really lame looking wooden stock. What else? And shooting RWS Special Match again, which you know shoots well on anything, so. Yeah, so that was my um, winning combination that didn't win. Um, plus, oh, basically five magazines. So I had a tri-mag, a coupler basically, so which has been really good. Um, can be a little bit problematic staying in because of the weight with full mags. But other than that, it's been fine. Yeah, so that's my setup that I took. So the... Um You've been using the BDX for I've talked about before. That obviously works well for you. The the ten twenty two the the biggest uh, downfall is the. What? Why are you saying it's a downfall? As, especially with our shitty legislation that's been introduced over the last few years, is, is the little short ten round mag. So having that that coupler allows you to actually pull it out quickly and um, reload fast. Yeah. That's a big advantage. Uh, there's a guy in our a chap in our squad was running a Volkortsen, which they use the ten twenty two magazine. It's a toggle lock like a straight pull essentially was he in uh, hunter yeah no? and no, yeah. yeah and he had uh two of the mag two mags with like a um it's, it's printed by a kiwi company uh, victory through precision or something and it's a vertical uh it's maybe like four to six inches long uh, shaped a bit like a phallus and you have a um mag at either end 
so oh, you yeah. can pull it out really quick and poke it back in yeah and um that was cool and then i seen another guy with um uh, they were like that would work, that would work better than the, I would I would replace the trimag with that. Mm, that's, well, it's it's worth looking at. And um, another guy he had ten rounders, but they had a um like a, a knob on the end. Yeah, like an inch and a half knob, so you mm. can grab them and just yank them out and fuck them off or whatever. Yeah. Um. That was yeah. That get, that's the only disadvantage of those little mags is um, is that in my opinion. So, yeah, I find the 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 trigger guard mag release on this gun is good like the mags will just drop straight out so i don't think i'd have a big issue just using standard mags but getting them in when they're just flat bottom you know flat flat on the bottom yeah an issue. Yeah. yeah but yeah those those um i'll actually send you a link to them mate. they're, they're like 15 dollars each these little plastic little things um worth looking into anyway now i think there's a, i think there's an extended bx mag too coming out or out oh but only a 10 rounder yeah yeah that'd be all right eh? Yep. which they've done yep. with um, AR mags and stuff. Anyway, yep. yep. So, Jeffrey, yes. I, I noticed yep. you had some issues with the internet. Um, yeah. You were running your Tico, was it? Yeah, uh, T1X and a void stock. Um, uh, Vortex PST Gen 2 on top, um, suppressed, uh, four mags. Um, I had the Sabre Tactical um, little side caddy which made for some pretty quick mag changes. Um, yeah, no, ran pretty well. Yeah, that looked like it was working well. The TKIMP um, is a good, easy mag to change to, um, yeah. compared to a lot of 22s. Are they running all right? Some people have had a few issues mag-wise. Are they, is it a, a wearing th- out of a time thing? I that the feed lips were wearing out, but... Yeah, it seems to be running fine now. All the metals I numbered, all of my mags with a paint pen. Um, so if I did have one that started not, um, I know exactly which one it was. All right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, one of my ten twenty two ones is a little bit problematic, I think. So. How many mags did you take, Mark? Five. Five. Yeah, it's a pretty good number. I think the. There's the covers. Cap- I don't. I didn't. Um, end up having to blaze away so I actually you know finished a couple of unlimited stages only using about 17 rounds or something but <laughs> how many did you use on the 40 round stage although that being said I did get third and most rounds fired so I was pretty happy with that so that's that's where you like to perform eh, as rounds fired I can't believe I didn't get higher up the podium on that one I only had <laughs> 18 rounds more and I would have won <clears throat> oh, what a shame so expectations heading into this event so uh, all three of us uh have missed a round essentially so mark helped out with the tickerangy round helping me um run around etc look after the day jeff missed that because he was going like orienteering or something weird so all of us we we had essentially we didn't get a round to throw away like a lot of competitors um what were your expectations going in jeff um expectations on yourself yeah yeah i was yeah i was trepidatious about uh the series score uh because usually you go into a match and you feel like oh you know i I really hope i do well but if i don't yeah i don't but when you're actually affecting kind of the next match of the series um it does put a a different pressure on which was um yeah so actually i didn't know how it would perform under that 
um, kind of fit in the middle was the answer. Yeah, yeah. Having that other match is um, uh, the series points thing. Like you said, is a different. It's something we haven't had before, and in, in our game anyway. Um, yeah, because like you said, it's I just think, one match. Yeah, another thing that made me somewhat nervous about it was that um, I'd not shot Simon's speed vest precision um, match before, so it was. I don't know. It was quite a different thing to head into as as one of the as the pressure of the series. Yeah, yeah. You you did miss that last year, didn't you? Were you still in lockdown? Yeah, you would have been. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Mark, now your expectations. Not gonna lie, first round of the series, you had a bit of a mere. No. Didn't you? Was that a good day? No, I just didn't shoot well. Oh, okay, but but anyway, so coming into this one. Um, in my opinion, your style of shooting, fast, a lot of unsupported stuff. Um, how did you think you were going to go? Uh, I thought I was going to crap out spectacularly, so because that's <laughs> normally what happens after I get a good result. Oh yes, true, true. Yeah, yeah. I'm usually like two or three good results, and then I crap out. And what made what made it weird is I had no one else in the squad who was shooting well, so I didn't really know how I was going all day to a degree. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I just assumed I'd be somewhere between 15th and 10th. Yeah. It was just, you know, because I just thought, well, if I think I'm going all right, everyone else will be doing fuck loads better than me. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we'll talk about that later. Um, but, yeah, yeah. I know. I, what did I do? Yeah. Very first stage, was I was the first shooter. It's annoying. They should put the squad leaders at fifth or something. Um, then you'd have to start the whole day. And it was the mover, so I'd never seen it move. So that was a bit of a bummer. But anyway, but, you know, in terms of how it runs, if I've never seen it run, after the first shoot has gone, everyone goes, oh, it looks a lot easier than I thought. <laughs> so anyway, that was my expectation. So I went into this... Uh, with, I actually went in with high expectations of myself. Sky high. No, I did. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> a lot of practice, uh, quite a few good results lately. <clears throat> um, and I had this, I had this plan. Like I was like, right, okay. Simon and <clears throat> Simon and Anthony are, are clear out in front. They they cannot be caught until the final, right? Because they got they both got a first and a second, and I can't equal that. So I'm like, okay, yeah. Right, what I need to do is I need to win. And then, like, um, Anthony needs to come third and maybe Wilkie needs to come second. And what that'll do is it'll put me into third. This is my big plan. And it, it didn't... <laughs> we'll get to it later, but it did not, not at all work out that way. <laughs> um, so I, I went in probably with more expectation of myself when I needed, than I needed because I was thinking about the series score. Um, yeah. Because, I, obviously, I didn't shoot Tikarangi because I was, I was match director. I shit the bed at Pew Pew right at the 11th hour. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I come in with high expectations of myself. That was, that's what I'll say there. Um, but that didn't send you way down up Pew Pew, did it? Well, I, I was, um, You were 83 and that, you know. It put me to six, yeah. Anthony was a hundred, okay, right, yeah. Yeah, so like, again, I shot essentially the same as Anthony bar one hit until that last stage. So, yeah. so my points are really, really good until the end. 
Let's not re- relive that. No, I'm, I relive it every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so that's that's fine. But um, so I think I, I put a little bit much pressure on myself. Uh, not that that was what bit me, but um. So do you think psychologically putting your Gilbert and Oka hat on? You should have just, just treat each match as, as, a, as a match. You're throwing out some references from like the 1980s today, Mark. Uh, don't worry. Most, Someone will get it. Most of our audience are born in like the, the 90s. <laughs> um, no, they're not. <laughs> oh, don't shit. be ageist. God. I can't help it. Um, uh, no, I don't think so. I think it was... Um, I think what happened in the end was... was main, my, we'll talk about it later, but it wasn't my shooting itself which let me down I, I couldn't have won with the stages that went well I was still like a, a hit behind you mentioned you've been training a lot a lot yeah and that caused the gun to fail so there you go uh, we can talk about that at the end I think the gun went wrong <laughs> yeah and, and actually <laughs> any okay next topic any new gear or special equipment used on the day so I bought some gear after the event but we'll get to that so Mark well, a, ro- a rope and a chair <laughs> So did you did you come in with any new gear? I mean, you had you were the same same rifle setup essentially. Oh yes, what did I have? That yeah. was were you, were you running special match in Auckland or was that? Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, dun, 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 dun. No, no, we just made sure we had um, me and Hordy were in the same squad, so we had a, a trigger trigger stick between us, which proved. Immensely valuable on about four stages, probably. So, yes, yeah. I did see some images of um, some of the, the top guys on the day running tripods, and I said, "You think, fuck, actually." Well, you didn't see the images of me, so there's one top person missing. Oh, he's, <coughs> he's still sad. No one took photos here. Because there's no no footage. There's a fo- there's a photo of you reading the stage been, brief, and you read bla- it wrong. You told me I've you been read blacklisted. It wasn't that stage that it wrote, wrote wrong. Oh, so. Okay. Um, so you you ran the same gear essentially, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Jeff, any new gear or all standard stuff? No, all standard stuff. Um, I started using the OG Game Changer at Tarada um, Sandfire event, um, so still pretty fresh on that. But otherwise, all all the same. So, oh, the tactical grape grape grapefruit. The tactical gay fruit. You can't gay fruit, call yes. you can't call it that. No grapefruit. I was trying oh, grape- to say it. Oh, sorry, sorry, Jeff. Yeah. I sold one anyway, so someone saw me using it and go, "Wow, that's cool!" And I said, "Just talk to Jeff." There you go. Did yeah, they actually I got the inquiry? I got the inquiry before the end of the day. Did they there actually buy one though? Was it just an inquiry? No, they'll buy one. They they, they don't have any uh, issues with liquidity. So. Oh, okay. It's our it's our friend who's going to sponsor us some electric reels. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> um, so as mentioned, what well, alluded to. I had some uh, mechanicals, two stages where the gun um, case gets stuck, um, and then right at and then it was so through the day I was having like um, failures to fire, and then right at the end of the day once we finished I had like three in one stage, and we found a little piece of lead was sort of um, blocking half of the the firing pin channel, and where we think it may have been acting like a little cushion in the back of the rim of the case. Because the, the ones that didn't fire, we, we shot them through another voodoo and they worked fine. So pull that out. But then um, thinking it might have a, maybe a bit of a serious carbon ring, I'm not sure. So um, I've got a boroscope turning up, just a, not a high-end one, but and some special um, Bortec cleaner to remove a potential carbon ring. I, I removed a minor one 
several months ago, but I, I didn't expect one <laughs> already. Um, but uh, as Mark said, I've been training a lot, and maybe I should have. So I'm thinking, yeah, poor, poor maintenance, and these obviously these people will be like, man, I never clean my my 22. These have match chambers. They're um, like if you put CCI standard in them, it's hard to close. Well, hardish, right? That's how tight tolerance they have. So um, obviously, I, I'm I'm thinking, yeah. Not a rigorous enough cleaning regime led to rifle failures. So, so they, they wouldn't like CCI stingers then. They'd probably clean it out. <laughs> high yeah, velocity stuff. Slightly longer. Uh, longer no, um, longer cab- case. Yeah. yeah. So that's um. What I started doing before a match, because uh, obviously you don't want to like completely clean the lead off, but I've just I'll just run a dry bore snake through once, um, and then just get a quick brush or a pick over the front of the bolt on the raceways and stuff like that it's like two minutes but just yeah hopefully avoid some of those issues during the day well i I do i do the same thing i clean the front i clean the bolt and everything and um i'm thinking the lead the little chunk of lead was just maybe inside the bolt even well yeah or it's just it's just come off and ended up in there you know by chance or fucked one but uh, yeah so that's it was a shame but again even if those two stages had have been aces which maybe maybe not um i wouldn't have won the, uh, um, the top three uh, shot a lot better overall so that's that but yeah so new things coming is I've got a little boris cup coming and <laughs> so yeah that's um, we'll have a play with that um, but anyway um, so start with you Jeff what was your favourite stage of the day Ooh, um, my favourite was the mover um I went in with a, a really solid plan, um, specifically around how to engage the mover. Um, so the way the stage was laid out, you had two targets, um, essentially to your right hand side. Um, and most people would have been you know, shooting off a fence post to support two targets to your right, one at a close distance, one at like a hundred and something. Um, and then two targets immediately in, well, uh, directly in front of you so you've kind of got like a 90 degree arc almost um and those two targets at i guess similar-ish distances and then your mover coming down from in front of you towards you and to your right um and the probably the distance that you can engage the mover at was maybe 150 to 50 meters judging by where the other targets were um and my plan on this was there's a couple of ways you could tackle the sequence as to what targets you were shooting before you engaged the mover, and I don't think it really mattered all that much. The way I picked it was I would be closest and dialed to where I wanted to be dialed for the mover. So I shot right-hand side first, um, and then they start the mover sometime within the first minute, um, and I was on, I don't know, say 4.5, dialed on 4.5, moved to the mover as it starts coming down, and dialed down to 3. And the way I picked three was was 100 meters-ish, so kind of halfway in between the mover total travel distance. Um, so I figured as it's far away, I've got my dial on. As it comes towards me, the size of the target's going to eat up my, my elevation dialed. Um, and then my hold was essentially a target low and a target right, but say almost two targets actually because it would have been like corner to corner and 
yeah, it just it worked really well. The first first hit was super super dodgy. Um, uh, the RO, so we had someone in our squad spotting it, and they called hit. Uh, the RO said no, um, and I just mentally noted it. I was like, I know that's a hit. I saw saw the target flick up and right, so I would have just caught the very very edge of it because no dust came off it, no dust came off the strap. Um, and then, but I corrected off that, gave it a bit more lead, and then just yeah, I maybe had one or two misses in there, um, but yeah, another five hits on it, and then went back to engage some of the other targets. Um, uh, didn't clean the stage, but um, I think the highest points on the stage for the no, uh, yeah, highest points on the stage on the day, um, and then yeah, and then clarified with the RO afterwards. Um, and he was happy to call that first one a hit. Um, so yeah, six hits on the move with the bolt action. I was happy with that. That's pretty good. It's um because it's something we've never practiced before. That style of mover. It's um like you say, you get up there. Mark mentioned he was first up, first squad, first shooter, and you like haven't really watched anyone in Mark's case, mm-hmm. and you've got to um you've got to figure it out. And, and with twenty two having um. Uh, vast drop at um, I think it was about 160 meters was where it started from. So, right, you've got to be uh, I mean, what's that? Six mil, five five mil, something, four and a half mil, whatever it is. Um, and then reduce, reduce, reduce. Yeah, six is good. It's really good. What did you get, Mark? How many hits on the mover? One. Cheese and rice. You, you what, what what happened there for you? Um, basically, I saw the move away up the hill and thought, oh, yeah, that's going to be a waste of time, um, and didn't look at its trajectory much, and I basically cleared the ones, the left side, and then I looked up at the mover. I heard it start, and I didn't even look at it for 10 seconds, and then when I looked up, it was actually closer than I thought, So, um, and then I started rattling away at it a few times. And I didn't have enough time. If I had started earlier, it would have been a bit... Anyway, so essentially I left it too late to um, have a good go at it. And then I cleared the right side. So I, I did fine, apart from, you know, well, you know. I just only hit it once, and I could have hit it more if I'd have um, pretty much seen it run once before I shot it, essentially. Because yeah. then I would have, yeah, changed, a... I would have cha- I would have changed my strategy. <clears throat> there, there was a semi-auto in our squad who... Uh, had a similar strategy to you but obviously he'd seen it run before so he knew kind of when he wanted to engage it but he let yeah. it get real close before um, unleashing on it with the full man yeah 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 did he score well um, I, I think he did in terms of hits on the mover um, I can't recall exactly I want to say it was around four or five hits with the, with the semi yeah um, right well my favourite st- oh sorry I was asking myself what my favourite st- you can ask you are a you are one of the hosts. You can't ask yourself. Okay, I'll ask myself then. Um, Mike, what was your favorite? Well, I have a couple actually, so I'll go with Speedy Possums. That was stage three. Um, was that the one where you had 17 seconds to shoot the course again? One minute. Oh, sorry, yeah. 90, 90 seconds and then 17 seconds. Yeah, so uh, that was all standing, unsupported, close ish. Targets were quite, you had to really 
focus on finding that fourth and fifth target, third and fourth, one of the, you know, type of thing, the ones to the left and up. Um, so now I cleared it straight away, pretty much no problems, and then 17 seconds to go, I got to the last target and still had three rounds left, I think, so, um, and I, I missed it, so I was one shot off clearing it, so I was basically the second, yeah, second highest score of the day on that stage, um, so I was happy with that. Oh, I don't know, I think, see, oh, hold on, no, because there's someone down that hasn't been highlighted, and that was Wes, Wes cleared it. Oh, <clears throat> oh, Wes boy, awesome. Yeah, yep. so I was third, third, anyway, and then the next one was Tricky, what was that, uh, that stage four? That was the one that was a, 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 a target, swinger. it was on a swinging strap, and then three ah. other targets. Yes, 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 yeah, so I basically utilised the trigger stick on that, and, um, basically shot at the other two targets to the left essentially and then there's a couple on the right and then basically hit the swinger and then went away and came back went away and came back as I was hitting the other targets I think that's basically how it went so I was one off clearing that as well so that well, once again I was the second equal on the stage for the day so yeah um, and once yeah that was I enjoyed those two stages a lot because it's real close stuff and oh no no yeah, unsupported on the speedy possums one and the other one utilised how good the trigger stick is for adjusting quickly um, different heights and things and angles or for basically a lump of dirt that was on the ground there so yeah no they were they were great it was sort of they were slight improvements on the previous year's ones um, and. Um, just real fun stages and stumped as well which was the next stage five that was pretty cool too so well i um i cleared all three of those stages last year and didn't clear one of them this year <laughs> yeah yeah you actually uh 20 23 yeah uncharacteristic Graham. and so- stumped we won't talk about that School. <laughs> I think eight was eight points. Yeah, eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a favourite stage for me. Um, oh yeah, Graham. What was your favourite stage? Oh, thank, thank you, Mark. Uh, well, that's a great question. Um, mm. uh, speedy pot, same as you. Speedy possums, and which is stage three, and it's whatever stage four is called. Um, yeah. Didn't perform well on them, but just the close, close range, small targets, tight time stuff is just fun as heck. Now. Here's what Jeff talked about it on his Instagram, but um, uh, the Speedy Possums one, man, I needed an illuminated reticle, and there is one on the Delta Javelin, but it's got no battery in it, so it doesn't do much. Bloody, go back to the owner. Yeah, fucking sponsors. Um, but I've never ever wanted an illuminated reticle in a in a field competition before, until that point in time, and I was sort of. There's the thicker part of the reticle further out. I was essentially holding them and then um, centering my target in the middle between them, if that makes sense. Yeah, what was that What was that target? The first one was like 13 metres, was it? Uh, something like that, yeah. Something like that. So I actually did put an illuminated mark in my scope for that because oh. essentially that is... Um, is like 4 mil or something? Yeah, it's below the centre cross here by... 
well, you know, a few mil, you know, it's a, a, a significant gap down, like, so I have, I have one dot at 25, so that's my zero, and 50, you know, it's 50, basically, and then I had one dot for the 13 meter one, whatever it was, 14, and that, so that basically gave me my two holds, and it was illuminated, so I was away laughing, so. Yeah, no, that's, um, it's not what, it's, it cost me a small amount of time, but it's not what, um. And obviously Jeff yeah. was some, talking about first focal plane on low zoom. Yeah, we'd, yeah, which means the reticle's even tiny, not even existent, is it really? Yeah, yeah. good point. That's a good point. Yeah, anything with like twenty-five meter parallax, you're really struggling. I guess yeah. if you if you had a really good, uh, depending on what your illumination is, and if it had some of them got like a, a red dot in the center, um, you could treat it like a let's say four power or six power or whatever. Treat it like a red dot and um, yeah. Because at that range, it's very little in the way of dialing, isn't it? Some of the reticles do have quite strong guide marks coming in. So if you're real zoomed down, you can basically, you know, use the the outer etchings on the glass to work out where your your Mm. centre is. Yeah. Even if you've got, you know, you can't see the reticle. But a lot of them don't. They're basically just straight out, you know, long range, pretty finely etched. I, I try to do that and, and what Graham described essentially just centering it in the scope which didn't work for me because I turned up with a rifle that wasn't zeroed <laughs> and that was my first stage I, I, that's, that's a real that's a real bugger because you still finished well and, and I was thinking about this a bit over the weekend for various reasons you were at my house before the match I wasn't there but I've got a little 25 metre zeroing range and I, you obviously didn't know about it because it would have been yeah. it's a, it's a bl- bloody shame that you didn't um Check it. Anyway, that sucks. But so at GPRE yeah. and TLRS events, we don't provide a zeroing um, facility before matches for various reasons. Um, one will work. Two, the idea is you come ready to shoot. It's practical shooting. But um, yeah, that hurt you a bit, Jeff, didn't it? Yeah, and no, it did. And I, I, I thought that my rifle was ready. And then as I was packing up to go, I went, oh, Welcome that's right. World. Yeah, I, I lent my rifle to someone for Steel Storm, um, which was obviously shot in very wet conditions. And then I chucked it in the gun room right by the dehumidifier um, and it's in a laminate stock. So I was like, oh, I better check the torque on these uh, action screws. And they were at like 15 inch pounds instead of 35. Um, so I put some grease on, cranked them up and... Um, yeah, just shifted my zero. This sounds like what we talked about with Mark last episode with the scope. <laughs> <laughs> Very similar. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, so you, yeah, um, well, we can't slag off laminate stocks because you import them and sell them. But <laughs> but are you gonna are you gonna stick with it? Are you gonna put it in? To, to, like I like to eliminate an issue mm. when I have an issue. But yep. are you gonna put it into a, a, an aluminium chassis or just retire? No, <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've done all the shooting. Um, no, I, I am actually, I'm, I'm still very happy with it. I think my issue, well, what I've started doing with my action screws now is um, blue Loctite on them, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't have with me because I was already at my accommodation when I thought about doing this, but I had some grease and I used that. Yeah. Um, but the other thing to do, well, all the boys stocks now, well, not all of them, but most of them come with the option of uh, pillar bedding. Yeah, that's great. So. Idea. Yeah, if I was ordering one now, that's what I would do. Yeah, yeah. I want to swap. No, not that I get shot often at the moment, but the Tika. Actually, one of our friends borrowed it for the weekend, but I want to mind putting just like an Oryx chassis or something on it. 
just to mm. modern it up a bit. But anyway, um, oh, that's a real shame though that that happened. Um, but again, that is as what happened to me. That is one of the um, uh, part of being a uh, competent marksman rifleman is that your gear is ready to go in it. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't clean it properly. It's all stuff from the realms of using semi-autos normally. Failures and things going wrong. <laughs> Fuck, we were our squad was a squad of like problems and jams. And- yeah, so reliability wise for me, I didn't have an issue all day. No, um, was it stove piping, anything like that? No, so, no jams at all. None. That's awesome. Um, I did just when Jeff was talking about his zero problem. I did pull it apart the night before, and I have not pulled that gun apart before. And I, I knew I, I was getting a bit worried that I'd make something do something wrong. So, but no, it didn't didn't have a problem. So, but that's sort of a lesson is. Just pulling it apart a couple of days before and actually going and shooting it again, you know, type of thing to check. Just yeah. check if you do anything again. It's not for like just based in Auckland, right? It yeah. doesn't work, but like for me and you, we've got options. Um, yeah, and obviously, like if you've got an AR 15 style rifle with a split that splits the lower, um, next time, Jeff, we'll just chuck on the headlamps and go and do a bit of. Night practice. It's hate. It's not a silly idea if you got somewhere safe. No, no, it's not really. I do. Yeah. No. no. So it's, it's Mark's fault doing. for not hosting you yeah, properly. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Poor hosting. Yeah. I've got a bunch of glow sticks you can put around targets if you want. We can even use the um because I was thinking of the covered yards up top as a covered set some targets up down the hill there and you can shoot at night and in the rain or whatever. Mm. Endless possibilities. Endless. <laughs> uh, so what's Mark? What stage went the best for you? I was going to say my favourite stage was um, up and down, left and right, which is the the linear limits rack on stage seven. Yeah. Because um, I cleared it, and I was like, yeah, and I was so stoked. But then I look at clearing it 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40. <laughs> About half the field cleared it, so I was like, great. I didn't clear that. No I was great off. achievement. Yeah, I, I didn't get the last point. You know when you crowning achievement becomes just an everyday average piece of shit so that, <laughs> that was that <laughs> so, so now what was what was your question the most challenge what what was your favorite um sorry what stage went the best for you like um you performed well in a hard situation or yeah i think the um speedy possum the still, 17 second one still yeah. possums yeah yeah i mean yeah so Hordy did mention afterwards he said you're doing pretty damn well on the unsupported stuff at short range with that thing so did you yeah. check Hordy's action screws were tight <laughs> well I was assuming Jeff had just picked them up as we, he went around so it's a normal so, procedure so Jeff needs to send Hordy a link for us and fix it fix it sticks yeah <laughs> and he can buy some because I think he needs a set anyway um yeah what about no, you Jeff right- it was running a CZ, so it was no problem. Yeah. Nothing falls off them. No, because that's how it works. Um, what stage went best for you? Obviously, I'm I'm going to warrant a guess that it was the mover. Um, yeah, oh yeah, we've already chatted about that, so I'll pick something else. Um, well, also the the stage that almost everybody cleared uh, that went yeah. well. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, the one before that, the net one, nothing but net. Um, I was, I think I left two, two shots. Um, I didn't get to the last two on, on target 16. 
Um, so to describe the stage, you have four targets, one almost immediately below you, and then they kind of increase in angle until you're like pointing like quite far uphill. And then you had a cargo net in front of you and you had to hit each one, I think it was uh, three times. Yeah, three times. And each time you hit the target, it had to be through a different hole in the cargo net. Um, so I think I had a fairly strong strategy for it. Um, my idea was, because sequence was quite important, because um, a couple of guys would go, oh no, I've already used this, and then they'd fall apart, or they'd not get the hit, and they'd have to move and engage it again. So my strategy was pick a level for each target, and engage the target from that level, one, two, three, holes next to each other, then go up, one, two, three, in uh, reverse direction for the next target. Um, and that worked fairly well. I think the fact that I'm um, you know, fat and out of shape means I could get down and be really flexible and uh, use the low ones <laughs> for, um, for target 16. <laughs> like I had uh, um, Carl from Saber Tactical, who's obviously like quite a fit dude, and he, he had to use like the top one for target 16. So he's like doing this real weird like layback shoot off his knee kind of thing, which is cool to watch. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty solid plan and it worked fairly well. Good. Yeah, that one yeah. for me, I, the intermediate I... target, the 15, was it? We had like no wind and I was just like, miss, 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 miss. I couldn't believe what, I just couldn't figure out what I was missing. Then I managed to hit it and I ended up running out of time, dropping one shot or something. But um, that was a cool stage. It seems simple, but like you say, if you don't have a sequence, you can fuck yourself up pretty quick. That's where I did all right in stage management in terms of planning. So I basically immediately undid my bipod, took the sling right off the rifle, just had it bare as bare, mm. so I could just pull out and go into each net gap without having to worry about getting snagged or anything. So, and that just ran, that worked a lot better. I just felt, you know, um, and I just basically. Did either of you guys shoot Simon's net? No, no. Did someone <laughs> hit it? <laughs> You had the net. I did. So I did this what? immediately after. I told one of our other um, squad mates, hey, you're hitting the net. And he goes, oh, that's I am. And there's this little like, grey scorch mark. And I went and shot immediately after him and did the same thing, shoot, shooting down at the low one. Man, that's got to be... You have a zero for that stage, Chef. Yeah, that's an <laughs> illegitimate stage. <now. laughs> I, I find it easier just to put your um, muzzle through the net. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that would help. Well, I, I wanted to say... Can someone watch the net for me as I'm shooting through it? I'm going to stand way over here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I didn't clear a stage all day, actually. Yeah, I think about it. Mark will probably get the scores up. No, you didn't. Shit. No. <laughs> you top scored on... Uh, three, three, three of you got 33 on the mover. Yeah. yeah. So but apparently one of my hits clear. on the mover was illegitimate, Simon Riggins. Oh, as well. Yeah. So take that damn one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shit. Uh, so for me, because again, my co-host isn't really good at reading our um, questions you're not even, you're not, you're not even the best shooter at not clearing a stage. Wiz, no. Wiz, Wiz didn't clear a stage all day and, and finished up wherever he was. No, no, no. It was, it was my worst result of the year. Uh, so what stage went best for you? Not stage one, not stage oh, Graham, two, yeah. three. Oh, no, no. Wiz did... He, uh, let's let's not malign oh, and duly. No, no, because it's not it's not highlighted. Yep, he did. Yep. He did. He cleared the stage. Okay, sorry. There you go. Sorry. There you go. Shot west. Um, only the second person to do it. <laughs> I don't have one. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> None of them, everything, everything had issues, as in me or Michael. Okay, or, yeah. let's focus on the positives then. Dealing with failure. What did you do well when when everything was going bad? Uh, when the, I couldn't get the case out, I punched the rotten stump. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I already knew it was soft there because I didn't want to hurt my fingies. Um, I then oh, you punched carried, it in frustration. That's, yeah, that's a, like smack my fist down like a fucking a like a child. A yeah, unsportsmanlike behaviour. Um, so that so that was the first like major of the day. It was my second stage. It was the, the you shoot from a stump like five targets and you run down to a tree and shoot some five targets. I was like, man, I'm gonna be fast as fuck here, right? So I got down, boom, boom, first two targets and like shit. It would have been like six, seven seconds. Like I was like, fuck, I am flying. And then I go on the third target and I like close the bolt, click, open it. Try put another round and jams up. Look in the stuck case, and so I drop the mag, but the the, the, the bolt won't remove the stuck case. And oh, fuck up. Man, that was me. a tight time stage. That was super tight. Yeah. <clears throat> well, this timer was no issue for me. It was no. the, it was the repeating rifle, um, yes. stopping repeating, and then so then then one of my my good friends of known since I was, I was young, shooting the same squad as me, and he he had a little wee screwdriver because he's got to see me. He's like, man, I'm, I'm used to this shit. So I carry this from now on, and so I carried it all day, didn't have any issues. And then, pretty much at the end of the day, um, for some reason, I gave it. I, he grabbed it off me, and I was meant to grab it back, but I didn't. And then, had, had the same thing happen. And uh, oh, I'll grab the screwdriver out of my pocket and clear it real quick. And um, the screwdriver was not in my pocket. Um, so yeah, the, dealing with that, uh, there wasn't a lot I could do. We would be where I'm. Yeah, it was just. It was just flat out. I just need to keep that chamber clean, and don't don't discourage. Like I don't want this to discourage people from like, oh, match grade chambers are shit house, man. Graham had that problem. Just like I've literally oh, since I last cleaned the chamber, put well over five thousand rounds through it. So it's, it's not <laughs> like bricks and bricks of ammo, man. Like what am I gonna when I sell it? What am I gonna say? Oh, well, you're selling it to me for peanuts. Is all in that gun. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't been used much. Light, uh, lightly used. No, you can say... I'd say age. It's only two years old. Finished go. 12th in the series. <laughs> <laughs> this gun. <laughs> um, okay, so next question is... Mm. Okay, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put up something that's not on our runnings thing. Because we've forgotten about it. Uh, at Tikarangi, we had a blind stage. And so Simon's like, man, I'm going to do a blind stage for this event. And he, he turned the dial up to 10. Like, I don't want to talk about this stage. I think, did we all get four on it? Yeah. So that's yep. the average score for the day. <laughs> so this one was uh, significantly more challenging than Tikarangi. Um, by a mile, actually. So the Tikarangi one, you only really had a, a sort of, where you stood, you had like a V that went down. So there's only so yeah, many half, places the target half, could be. Half the shooters got 16, so they found four targets. Yeah. So you could only, you, you, it was a, a much smaller area they were in. You stood in one sort of, uh, no, like a meter long, two meter long rectangle. That was your shoot position. This one here, you moved along. What would have been about five, six meters? Uh, yeah. Something. Uh, there's you're in some through some big trees, and then these. <clears throat> that they were all of so the the GPRE. Some people will be familiar with. He's got some small animals like they're actually silhouette targets, so little chickens. <laughs> 
Um, I'm glad you added that there are targets, not small animals. <laughs> well, a chicken would probably be pretty easy to find. <laughs> you're taking a handful of pellets in front. The Replace ground. the chicken. It's dead. Um, and then also the our uh, minor marks, little um, the 25 mil discs, and these are all on steel um, spinning frames. Um, I think I think what we found out at the end of the day there was seven hidden. Yeah. Uh, the max being around. Forty meters, isn't it? and so one person did that. Yep, <laughs> yeah, his, his, his one good stage of the day. Mm. <laughs> um, but man, it was it was fun. So we had to tell people this on the day too. But um, obviously, I helped set up some of the match. I went and um, I took a pulled a sickie from work and helped set targets and run the wire up the hill for the mover, etc. But when it came to the mover, I had no involvement um, with the. Sorry, when it comes to the blind stage, I had no involvement because people, some people get a bit funny, think. Um, actually, we've been accused of cheating before, haven't we, Mark? Um, yeah. So, <laughs> helping us set up. So, now I was there when it was test shot, but I was banished to my truck, and I just sit in the truck with the windows wound up. So, so anyway, um, <laughs> I couldn't see, and we're big camera nets up, blah, blah, blah. So, I didn't know anything about it. So, I went in there thinking, now, I I took the binoculars to this event, as we normally do. I get to the blind stage. Frick, where are my binoculars? Thankfully, Jeff found them. I'd left them back at the moving target. Fuck, okay, I need some binoculars. And I've got pretty dicky eyes, so Collie gives me his. And I can't get these things to focus well for my eyes, but I'm up. <laughs> it's my turn, right? Like I'm holding up the RO who runs the stage. So I headed there and I've got these blurry binoculars. And they, they definitely help. And I, I, again, I found four. Um, the shooting on the blind stages isn't hard. It's it's the locating the targets. Like they're small targets, but it's relatively short range and you can lean on trees or on your knees or something. If you want to, you go prone. Um, so it's not the shooting that's the challenge. It's the it's actually finding and IDing targets. But I think if I had my binos, I would have been slightly better off. I'm not saying I would have found any more. Um, but man, only, blind stages one, kick my ass. Only two other people found one more target than four. So that's how, yeah. <clears throat> so so when we left that, so the idea is too, right? So if, You've shot, you come back out, you, you don't talk to your squad. Cause you, not that you could be... You could give them clues, etc. And it's the point... I mean, there's probably going to be some people who cheat and, and, and give hints and such, but it's it's highly discouraged. And um, But once once we'd all once your whole squad shot it, you can sort of um, talk like girls amongst yourself. And, um, and Collie, Collie shoots the first, and he comes out with a big smile, and I'm thinking, Collie's, Collie's day's gone pretty bad. So he's either smiling because he, like, fucked it up real bad or he's smiling because he's the man turned out he's smiling because he was the man so he found all seven targets um uh, yeah that, now he's whenever i've seen him do blind stages in the past he's shot them well he shot the one at um desert excuse me desert jewel really well the one at tikarangi again which was not nearly as hard um so he's obviously got a keen eye for i don't know maybe just hunting and observation but he uses thermal binoculars <laughs> he's not blind <laughs> yeah but then that was so what do you think of the stage mark apart from being perfectly average like me no i just assumed there must have been about five targets so i walked off thinking i found four it's not bad so i didn't really that's the thing you didn't and no one talked about it afterwards i mean well, much apart from saying oh, you know i found you know because you're supposed to just keep your mouth shut so um no, it wasn't an issue. I mean, I didn't. I never even, obviously, didn't even 
think to look way up the other end, I think, or wherever it was, to the right, um, for other targets. So, so I did think, because so there was a, a... I sort of doubted there'd be more than five, so that was all. Yeah. yeah, I'll say two things. I I couldn't help but realise that certain targets weren't out on the course, if that makes sense. Like the chickens weren't out on the course. Yeah. And so my, without even, you know, it's like, well, they're missing, so they're going to be in there probably. So all your chickens came out of the roost. <laughs> well, I only got one chicken. And then there's a left limit, and there's one target right sort of at the left limit, and there's a right limit, so they're just like a marker peg. So there's no targets past here, there's none past here. Hmm. I've seen the, 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 you can't say far right anymore, can you? I, no. I seen I seen the limit marker that was um, on the far right, <clears throat> as far to the east as you can point, <laughs> and I thought he would he, he he's put it there for a reason, and then I sort of spotted another target and got distracted by that, and anyway, didn't find any more. But then afterwards, talking to Collie, and he's like, "No, there was one up there," and oh fuck, of course there was. You know, he w- he wouldn't have put it there without a reason. Um, but yeah. Cool. All right, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, blind stage. Walk, walk us through what you liked, what you didn't like. Um, what you so didn't I like. didn't shoot. Yeah, uh, I hit, hit the ones I saw. Uh, like you said, they're hitting them. It's not the hard part. Um, I didn't shoot Tikarangi. Um, so at, at the beginning of the day, it was like, if you shot Tikarangi, it's exceedingly similar to Tikarangi. It's like, well, <laughs> crap. <laughs> Thanks. You should have. Um, you should have shot Tikarangi. <laughs> yeah, would have helped. Eh? Um, yeah, so going up, like, kind of not knowing exactly what I was looking for in terms of targets and pattern placement, I had a feeling, being Simon, there's going to be something, like, really low and right in front of your feet that you'd pretty much trip over. Uh, so I found a couple of them pretty quick. Um, the only other blind stage, blind, um, stage I've shot was um, Desert Jewel, which was set up in a big V, so, like, you scanned it quite differently. And, and Desert Jewel was clean country... And it was Tervia. And, and it was, what, 1,400 metres of target? Yeah, distance. and it was Tervia. Yes, I see. How did you get on Desert Jewel? How many hits did you get? Uh, not that many. <laughs> no, but how did you go finding them? Um, I think we only found three. I did I did get hits on one. Um, did I get hits on one? I don't know. I shot a, I shot at one that um, I was like, why the hell am I missing, like, five mil, like, it was probably, Two mil high it was probably a bloody sheep or something. No, I'd, I'd found the one, got behind the rifle, and then settled on the one below it. Um, <laughs> so I was, I was shooting at the wrong target, uh, the wrong dial for it. Oh, yes. Um, anyway, that's a different match. Um, a different disappointment. Yeah, I, yeah exactly. Uh, like Mark, I was like, okay, so I'll, I'll walk past them. I didn't shoot them straight away because there's plenty of time. So I walked past a couple. I was like, cool, noted. Saw a couple more. Um, one of them was a bit tricky to see, so I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it was a little bit tricky. Um, and four, okay, well, I can't see any more. Maybe there's five. Um, so I went back, shot them all, and then I just spent the last like minute or minute and a half just looking and not seeing a damn thing. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I'm aware, like, like Simon said, you know, you're looking for the frames, you're looking for a, a shape that's not natural, you're looking for that bar, that line. But yeah, I just need to get better at it. So with with the noting where it was and, and coming back to it, so I just, oh, most of us listen to a lot of American podcasts and all of them are shooting the NRL Hunter series now. And mm-hmm. a lot of what I've heard there is they'll be locating targets and then going, oh yeah, it's there, referencing big tree, funny rock, whatever. And then yep. 
getting caught up trying to find the other targets and then at the end going, oh, fuck, I haven't shot any targets and running out of time or, or, or then trying to re-find the original targets and such. So mm. I went in thinking, see it, you know, shoot it. So come in, you, essentially where you come in and you start from, there's, there was one right in front of you. So, oh, yeah, there's one, bang, bang. And then, I, yeah, so I, I tried it in that method. And then I'd just shoot it and I'd lay the gun on the ground. And then I would, um, uh, you know, binos back up and then, then carry on like that. And then, again, it's, it wasn't a matter of how quick you did pull a rifle. It was just finding the bloody things. And, and looking for those frames is the key, but uh, still, they're in behind brush. And they're paint- we should mention the targets are painted like grey also. Um, yeah, I, I did expect, I, I expected I'd be walking back and forth um finding targets and what I didn't want to do was shoot a couple go back find something new and go wait 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 which ones have I shot or not shot yeah um which I mean it worked out fine because I only shot a four of them was not complicated um one thing that I wish I had done um because at the start of the stage you realize just by the lay of the land that there's not gonna be anything super far um so I had my rangefinder out. I was like, well, I'm not going to range anything. I'm probably not going to die anything. I'm just going to hold on these things. So I put it in my pack and I didn't pick it up again. And I wish I had because just a glass to, um, yeah, well, any sort of glass to glass would have been great, um, especially for the slightly further ones or, or the ones like kind of near bushes or whatever. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I just, I wouldn't, I, would, I wouldn't have used, I wouldn't use binoculars if I did it again. So I didn't think that was the issue. I was just yeah. looking in the wrong place. But maybe you looked... Did you go up and look where they were afterwards, Mark? No. Okay, well, maybe you were looking in the right place then and just couldn't see it. Maybe. 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 Yeah, yeah I, again, it's hard. To, it's, it's really easy to theorise. And... Anyway, in conclusion, blind sages are terrible. It's great. They are... An, I mean, great. They're an they're interesting great. way of test. So, it's again, it's not so much the shooting skill, it's the... It's <laughs> I'll be that guy says, it's just a lottery. what what was it it's all it's all luck it's all luck (laughs) Um, but it's it's, again uh, practical shooting is testing another side of your it's another skill set which is observation Uh, at Tikarangi we've seen a lot of the again I don't know everyone competing but the guys I know quite accomplished hunters do well farmers seem to do well on it um, thanks th- no like real ones mate, not you oh, okay. um, and also military guys thanks um, oh that's what I mean yeah especially especially more advanced trained military guys if you get my gist they seem to find stuff fast um, <laughs> and then there's not, just like not the guy who drives a supply truck no 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 um, anyhow um, yeah but I, I think they're cool and again it's just another another cool skill I guess and, um, and a point of difference um, yeah, going into cops. There will be at the final. Very, very likely there will be blind stage. Uh, it's well, it's pretty much guaranteed. Um, it may. So this is Simon's event, but I'll have definitely some involvement. I've kind Eight of, targets. I've kind of got an idea for it, and it may be that nine you, targets. You, it may be that you do Ten. need fifteen. Sure. Hey, how about twenty-two? Because it's twenty-two. Shoot. Good idea. Um, it may be that you do need a rangefinder. Um, we'll. If it comes to that, we'll provide one as a backup if you don't have your own or binoculars or something. Um, it will be in meters. I don't care if you're shooting yards. No one cares. Um, but yes, yeah, so there'll be there'll be more blind stuff going forward. Um, so 
good for the blind community. Uh, we are, if anything, we are the very inclusive. Um, you know, we're, we're very, very inclusive here at, at the Precision Unload podcast. So, what's right. what stage? I'm... You're what? Sorry. I oh, sorry, Carol. What stage did not go well, Mark? Oh, for me. Yeah, I've already talked about that. Was it? Have we already asked this question? Well, really, the mover. The mover. Oh, okay, yeah, All right. Yeah, true. What about you, Jeff? What didn't go well? Was it the blind stage? <laughs> um, no, you got oh, the same as me, Jeff. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it got average, so can't complain too much. Um, I had three stages that did not go well uh, for various reasons, and any single one of them um, cost me a position. Um, so one of them... Okay, well, the first one was not having my zero on stage three on unsupported targets in, yeah. in dark locations yeah. that was tough um the next stage tricky uh the one with the swinger yeah 14 points yeah yeah well actually no so uh, my scorecard was was not completed um so i had to check to, to simon and he verified it with my squad mates um so there's another six points on that um what so t- yeah Is this not uh, a it doesn't change final but- record <laughs> Uh, no, but it will be at some point. Um, it doesn't I change my five? position at all. It changes your point. Find... It changes your points, though. I need it to does. Five it, it gives me one more yeah. series point. Yeah, because because your your second half of your scores are percentage based of the winner. So can yeah. we find five? Yeah, points so for it's me? worth doing. I'm sure I, we could. I think me. I think me and you are out of the top ten mark for the series. No, but that, that would put me in second if I had five more points. Uh. Damn it! Mate, you can lobby twenty bucks for a complaint. I hope you paid him, Jeff. I said I'm happy to pay the $20. <laughs> I'd pay it for a um, point too. Yeah, exactly. Point's a point. Would have got um, me out of 13th. They go into 13th. I was involved so, in a bit of So a now this, this makes my stage more disappointing. Um, because So what my strategy was with the stage similar to Mark's was shoot um, the swinger. And while it's swinging, engage. So I went target five, hit it twice. Yeah. Went back to the swinger, hit that. Went to target seven, hit it twice. And I was low on time, and I was thinking ahead to target six and the the position movement I had to make. So instead of just hitting the swinger for four more points, uh, which would have put me in equal place with the with the um, next person above me, I went okay, time to move to target six. And I did this big movement, did this awesome mag change, didn't get a round off, and went fuck. Yeah, <laughs> it was so frustrating. Um, and then I had a similarly frustrating um thing on stage two which was my last stage for the day um oh sorry no no that one was yeah yeah it's tricky one. the one you had four four rounds in each mag yep yes yeah 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 um yes yeah, so stage two where you had a long target and then two close targets one of which was hidden behind a spinner um and you had to move to different trees I was shooting it fine um, my plan was going well and then all of a sudden um, I just I could not hit the the one that was like 26 meters at a slight downhill angle I was like what the hell is going on and I was at the tree that had like a holly bush or something in front of it um, I was like I must oh. be hitting um, I must be hitting a branch so I moved to a different position on the tree nah still nothing and it sounded weird like it shouldn't have sounded like that um, for where it should have been hitting um, and it turns out I was still dialed 7mm up for the long uh, target 
<laughs> and I just sent like a full mag at this close target and wasted all my time. And I, I just dropped several F bombs. I was so annoyed. Um, and he, so that probably cost me a, a position or two. Yeah, it'll do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't shoot well on that stage either. Yeah, so looking across my scores, I didn't really have a bad, bad stage. So um, Consistency is key. Hmm. Yeah. But then we go to rounds count, rounds fired. That's the interesting stat. Let's, let's, let's dig into that one, shall we? Let's. <laughs> you sound so excited. Oh, I am. <clears throat> so being, I thought everyone would just be, you know, mag dumping furiously, but no, there's not that many semi-autos, so... Um, I think what was the most rounds fired? 184 from a semi-auto. That was Brad, and then 163, 168, which was uh, me, which put me in a strong second place on rounds fired. So that's pretty good. I was happy with that. Um, but it meant that uh, you go down to the lowest rounds fired with 65. So to get through the day. Yeah, Anthony only fired 65 rounds. Very efficient. Stingy. Saving ammo. Economical. No, yeah. that, would yeah. have, that would have been a... He can't, he can't have been. Anthony Colley. It's impossible then. Well, oh, no, because yeah. one stage is like the 40 rounds. It's like 30 rounds to clear it. So. Weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you've been telling shots fired's all up the buoy. Shots fired only really matters in the top placings. Some don't write it down. Yeah. I'm just looking at a pile of rubbish thing. And to be honest, I, I, I would have written Anthony's ones down, so it's probably my fault. <laughs> oh, you guys are wrecking around with the system again, eh? Yeah, fuck yeah. So Wilkie showed 96 rounds, so you're saying that's illegitimate as well? Uh, nah, Wilkie gets, um, he gets a bit down when he doesn't shoot well, and he, sh- like, he was smiling all day, so I was like, yeah, he's shooting good. <laughs> He was shooting good. Uh, I don't think there's much boot and Wilkie that day. Yeah. No. Yeah, which leads us to the results. I so, suppose. so um, what's what's your takeaways and learnings from this event, Mark? Going to the final, which you are not shooting, but what do you what do you take away from it going forward? Uh, carry on, Mark, as you are. That's what I take keep, away. Keep on keeping it, okay, Jeff. What, Everything's what, going well. What about you? Apart from obviously, what will having... I change? Um, I'd like to change the stock and the bipod and the scope. But anyway, I'm not going to. <laughs> but otherwise, the rifle shooting great. <laughs> yes, Jeff, going going to the final. Obviously, um, you and I aren't where we want to be in the series. But um, yeah, what learnings? You obviously, is there a strong zero would be without saying. But yeah. a strong zero, as in like no, as <laughs> oh, having not on the stage. Zero <clears throat> rifle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so Jeff, you're sitting uh, in think... eighth, eighth place. In, so, is there series, series points or the match? Series, series, series. Points. series. Yeah. So, what do you, yeah, conceivably from where you are now, what would you, what would you want to achieve, going through to the final? No, that's not the question. Uh, what, what are the, le- the what are the? Thank you, Mark. What are the learnings? I was moving on. Going forward, just just because you're erratic, you know, and you just want to just blaze away. <laughs> it's fine. Um. I guess, I mean, you've already pretty much had on it, is just being more prepared, which will be a challenge for me because I'm coming back from some international travel um, and I'll also be getting uh, service rifles ready for surplus steel. Um, 
so I'll be and I've, I've just <laughs> I have taken my 22 apart because I've put my my 65 Swede which is a Tika T3 I've put that in that stock and completely taken the gun apart so yeah um, my challenge slash goal is to be properly prepared in the short period of time that I have like as in with equipment yes yeah yeah I, I think um I, mentally i i think i know what i'm capable of achieving and and where that will land me in the series ranking um so i think that kind of takes away that bit of mental pressure i had with this one being you know i didn't have a thing to drop didn't have a, a match to drop um so yeah so it really is just about being technically prepared and i think that also gives you a bit of confidence as well with your with your equipment yeah i mean you, if everything's shooting good when you get back, put it back together, zero it, and you should be good to go. If you're running the same batch of ammo, um, you shouldn't really have any major issues. One one thing I'll oh, say no. that's worth considering. New batch ammo. <laughs> okay, well just just validate that out to yeah, yeah. 150 meters worth. But one thing I'll say, and it's just mostly seem mostly seems to be an issue with this DPT suppressor is check your suppressors. It's been I've had several issues over the years with them gumming up and um, large flakes of lead falling in and rattling around. So, mm. Not uh, a problem for me. Oh, with the break? <laughs> no, it's, no, it's not. God. <laughs> I was trying to yeah. think. I was like, oh, the Chris has got a DVD. Um, no. Now, so other suppressors don't seem to get it as bad. The Hardy ones, oh. the B&T, etc. So maybe it's just the I think I think it does depend on the baffle design yeah. and how it kind of catches the lead because you will end up with lead in, in your suppressor, like, Oh, you can't, you can't get away from it. And yeah. if you store your rifle with your suppressor on, which is not the best thing to do, and you have it standing up, you'll probably end up with um, lead and stuff falling into your action and whatever. Sweet. So the um, it's my last thirty years. The, the DPTs are a very basic baffle design um, across the whole range of suppressor centerfire the thing. Mm. But yeah, I think that could be partially to do with it. That's there's no scientific. The research done here it's just what I see but um yeah uh, again just we're saying check it's it's after steel storm the voodoo at like 50 meters was grouping like two inches and we're like man what the heck's going on here like, it was a new batch of ammo we're like maybe this ammo's cooked it was at 50 and then anyway that night pulled it to pull the suppressor apart and there was a large like I think I remember five cent coins like a five cent coin sized piece of lead bouncing around and plus several smaller ones so um anyway so something something worth checking yeah um, i'd say for anyone like looking to purchase a suppressor go for a 22 go for one that you can pull apart um because the like disposable ones that essentially like the buffalo rivers are, are great for what they are they're economical like 60 bucks or 80 bucks or whatever but you can't service them so when they're done they're done yeah they're pretty yeah not so what would i say 22 suppressors here in new zealand uh, you've got name sport don't you i like those yeah they're quite yeah, good. They're good and the bnt little whatever their rimfire one is those are wicked that bnt is like i mean not that it really matters that much but stupidly quiet as well um obviously recoil reduction is not a thing Re- really if we're going for peak accuracy over 22s we'd be running no suppressor whatsoever um, and probably just a tuner, mm. but um, as you're saying before about um, shit falling down your barrel, the same thing can happen just with the suppressor being on. You can have bits of shit floating around, and um, yeah, it can give you it can give you um, first shot flies and such. But 
not that big a deal for what we do. We're not shooting bench rest. Um, anyway, uh, so for me, going to the final would be... Well, my series score is no longer overly relevant. Um, but I think I'm sitting in 10th or 12th. Or 11th. 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 Oh, heavens. I think it's you than me, isn't it, Mark? We're sitting next to each other. Um, no, no, I'm, uh, I'm further down. Shoo! Um, yeah, yeah. So mine will just be whether I shoot it. I might end up helping match direct. We'll see. But um, I'm thirteenth. Thirteenth, lucky no, number. No, no, you can't chicken out like that. Girl. Well, the thing is, I want to design the hell blind stage, and that, there's obvious uh, issues if I do that and compete. Anyway, we'll sort that Slay out. Lay down, Sally. <laughs> um, yeah, throw my toys out of the cot. <laughs> um, but obviously, results. Uh, we don't need to go over everyone's names and such some people don't like the details being given out but Mark where did you come? me oh, I can't say because I'm, I'm pretty nervous about that no I got fifth that's a good result it was fourth but then they robbed me so yeah <laughs> um, no that's good so going so points wise I was there was someone clearly in the lead and then someone else in second in 237 point back 236 234 then me on 232 so two two nine. So yeah, basically ten points covering eight or nine shooters. Yeah. So, so I, down to I Sam. The, the first oh, names. Sam. No, first names is fine. It's just so Michael won. Michael's been on podcast heaps. one. Jordan come in second. Um, yeah. And then um, Nicholas. And then Nicholas. the Chinchilla Kid come in third. Nicholas. So yeah. Um, and they were and Jeremy. And then, me. Yeah. So and then then more so Jeffrey. What was your final position for the day? Uh, I scraped the top ten. So 10th. 10th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I managed to scrape in a top 13th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shit. Anyway, but irregardless... Um, I'm not going to lie, the best feeling was getting back to the car and realising I'd beaten Graham and Anthony. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I... Um, a couple of people asked me, like, man, what, what happened to Anthony? I just think he was flat out tired. And then I saw a squad's card which was had Michael, Nicholas and Jeremy in it and they all ahead of me. I was like, oh, so it deflated yeah. me immediately. Yeah. So as I was saying, Collie's, it was his second last or third last event for the year. He's, got, he's doing two this coming weekend. Um, but just worn out. He was he was cooked. That was what I'd say. If people were wondering why Anthony, the, the champ, didn't do overly well. Um, just, just worn out. Apart from on the blind stage. Um, yeah. And a but a very cool event. Um, regardless of my placing at the end of the day, we had a really cool squad. Um, the stage is just classic Simon. He's 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 the best at this for a reason, right? Another another tier one event, I'd call it, and a, a great way to um, <clears throat> to get the third third round out of the way before we head into the final and um, shake. It didn't. Oh, I think third. I think it's shaken up in points. Not first and second, but. Um, maybe third through sixth or something's changed. So, mm. and, and well, a whole bunch of people who had only shot one event previously would would now be higher up in the rankings. Yeah, and then going into the final, which is uh, so you're Anthony, Simon, Jordan, Nicholas, Jeremy, Wes, Sam, Jeff. That's your one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, top eight. Yeah, but so first and second, obviously they got a little bit ahead, but it's not that far behind to. Um, third fourth and such so the finals worth one 
1.5 value so if there's 100 points available at this match there's 150 available at the final so if one of the um, top two guys currently top two in the standings they have a bad day they have a failure they have a mag fucks out or the gun jams out they run out of time oh, they can yes. lose um, a I'm, lot of points I'm match director so 40 bucks and I'll stage DQ whoever you want 40? <laughs> yes you're gonna <laughs> turns out everyone got match DQ'd on every stage <laughs> No, no, stage DQ. Just one stage DQ. Oh, you, only you, get, need. you only get one. Yeah. Um, no, it's, no, a, stage. it's a minus it's one. just a stage. So Mark might not be match director anymore. Because <laughs> oh. he's way too cheap. That's, that should be at least $100. Oh, I was adding it up. I'd probably end up with 400 bucks by the end of the day. And it all... It's like a nine lives except with corruption. Yeah, and, and it'd probably end up putting you into the lead of the championship, Mark. That's the plan. That's the plan. Um, yeah, but so, again, it's not a sure thing. So, obviously, there's going to be a big battle between um, uh, Simon and Anthony. But, um, and Jordan now. And, and Jordan, he's not far behind. So again, all it's going to take is your gun. It's, it's going to be a, a... You've got to run a... If you run a perfect day, you'll win, is how I see it, for those those top you know, four or five guys. So... Um, I imagine there'll be plenty of practice over summer. Uh, a bunch of guys will also go get their service um, 303s and such ready for, for another one of our comps, which is a week after that. But so that's up to them, I guess, who, who they tra- how they train. But um, it's going to be fun. Um, I'm not where I wanted to be, but that's life. Um, yeah, I'm over it now. It's been a week. I've had enough time to cry and <sighs> sort of pat myself on the back and say everything's going to be okay. Anyway, enough about me moaning. So to close up, uh, upcoming events. Jeff's got nothing, I assume, because I assume I would have heard about it. We have Sip Steel, which is sold out, but you can get on the waiting list. Um, it's last week in January. So shooting 303s, Mausers, that kind of thing. Field match, trenches, fake grenades, all of it. We've got it all. It's pretty much the coolest match in New Zealand. I'm just going to come out and say it. Uh, a month later, we have... Oh, sorry, we've got the 22 final. We talked about two a week before that. Uh, GPRE are running that. Uh, and then end of Feb, we've got Long Range Challenge, which that goes on sale a couple of weeks. Um, Two-day match, and we have the Long Range Shootout, etc. Anything I've missed, Mark? No. No? Cool. All right, I think that's about it. Any dad advice, Mark? Nope. No? What about you, Jeff? Oh, um... My kids are too young. My dad advice is sort of applicable to people who listen to podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Buy a tactical grapefruit. There you go. That's my dad. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. got a few in stock. Yeah. Yeah. And a trigger stick. Still not enough people running them. I've seen, an, too, I seen two. Too scared. I've seen another one. I think it might have been like um, Jordan and Jeremy running one. <laughs> I did show someone at um, the shoot and... To watch them first use it, it was like, oh my god. Anyway, they, they were trying to pull the legs out, and I don't know, it was just, just give it back to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're not going to use this on a stage because that is a horrendous demonstration of how to use it. So. All right, there's, there's the advice buy a trigger stick and tactical graph for it. And practice with it. And they hate, yeah, that's a good one. Practice with the gear you got. Not too much, though, because you end up getting a piece of lead in your. And your pencil. <clears throat> yep. And advice from me. Oh, I haven't thought of anything. Thanks for asking, Mark. Uh, oh, 
enjoy the time at the shoots hanging out with your friends don't worry too much about the results that's something I need to work on um, you're hanging out with cool like-minded people and there's a big community of us we're all friends now and um, you've done pretty good this year Graham so I wouldn't be really no I've, I've had a very good it's my best year ever by well exactly. by like a thousand you're still crying so. over spilt milk <laughs> oh no well there's been like there's been four bad matches out of how many so yeah that was that was my lowest result though of yes of this year so 67 yeah it's pretty bad <laughs> but again i had a great day with, with, with good friends uh shot with collie which is fun and you know, cat and giant stuff and great we had a good day um and it was a fun match so anyway wrecked wrecked cat's gun for her. yep wrecked the voodoo wrecked the chris oh it's a expensive day <laughs> no we'll, we'll wrap this one up uh we now we did promise we would have, we would have collie on um collie's um a bit busy so he's probably gonna come on we'll probably go next week or the week after when we message when we message Jeff, hey, you want to come on the podcast in a couple of days? He's like, is Collie not available? We're like, yeah, he's not. <laughs> but um, not not that you're like second second prize, Jeff. But um, you're the OG. You're the OG. Yeah, you, you've been on more than him. The first, I think. You were on the first yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah. and you I'll, are, I'll have to fight you're a foundation like member. <laughs> Actually, one thing we forgot to do at the start, we forgot to thank our podcast sponsor, which is oh, yeah. The Gun Rack, funnily enough, uh, run by Jeff and his lovely wife. Um, they, What can you supply, Jeff? Boyd's, MDT, Backlands, Howa, everything. Tactical Grapefruit. Tactical Grapefruit. Yeah, tactical Grapefruit. One of his yes. own products. <laughs> but no, yeah. so if you need any of your precision shooting needs, go to www.thegunrack.com or .co.nz. Jeff will correct None me. of those things. Gunrack.nz. <laughs> fuck I forget you sell internet for a job go along there and also message Jeff he'll help you out uh, we've had several builds put together by Jeff both Mark and I and for friends um, so yeah they'll sort you out anyway thanks, thanks Graham for pointing traffic in the wrong direction Good yeah that's alright the internet fixes it as soon as you google um, yeah. we will talk to you all again soon should be with Anthony Colley uh, the superstar of precision shooting in New Zealand but um yeah, that wraps Christmas up. special. Oh, the Christmas, the Collie Christmas. There'll be two before Christmas, but no. we'll do the Collie Christmas special anyway. We'll have uh, spiced eggnog, and it'll be. We're it'll only be getting one done before Christmas. Well, I'll just do two, and you won't be on one. No, I'm just saying. It's, anyway, t- two weeks from now is anyway. Carry on, unless you plan doing one Christmas Day. Well, we're going to do one. We're going to do one next week with Anthony. Oh, that was the plan. Right. That was the plan. Right. Anyway, anyway, right. kill it off. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. We'll we'll talk to you all soon.